What's going on? It is finally England golf time, which is the best time of the year because for 10 days I get to have a completely fucked up sleep cycle and I actually like it. All right. I get to know what it's like to sleep like a normal human being and uh, stay up way too late or be up way too early. I guess it's all about perspective, brother. So if you're not excited for the Scottish and soon to be the Open Championship, I got nothing for you. This is great. We get all these slimy Euros we've never heard of. We get we get link style course. Most of you are like, what the hell's a Lynx? Exactly. 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 And we get middle of the night golf. If you're if you're not pumped, I got nothing for you. If you watch this next hour and you're not pumped to play this week, you need a fucking shot of adrenaline in your soul, brother. So What's up, new guy? I'm the Degenerate 75. I'm a PGA DFS content creator who has been playing PGA DFS for far too fucking long, and I'm pretty decent at it. And more than anything, I'm better at helping others realize what they're doing and why they suck so bad at it. So if that sounds like something that interests you, I encourage you to hang around for the next hour because we're going to cover everything you need to know for the Scottish Open. I also want you to know, if you really like the cut of my jib, you see that schedule right there? You come check me out. I do my course preview show, Revolutionary, the first person to ever think to do that, every Monday. Uh, and I also break down the contest and the player reactions. I have a newsletter, which goes out every Tuesday. And I do the live stream every Wednesday night, 7 o'clock, Lord's Time Zone, so be here for it. And, of course, Showdown, which is the biggest edge in PGA DFS for round three and round four, although next week I will be doing round two. Come check that out. They're all live. Turn on your notifications. Be here. We got so much to do, so little time. Let's get going. Hey, sign up for my newsletter. Do you know that if you ever want to try out my website but you're a poor um, – th- by the way, a poor has nothing to do with how much money you have. It's like I don't pay for no DFS sites. I gonna I spend that on blowing hookers. Okay, well, I get it. Everybody's got their priorities. If you've ever wanted to try out the site not spend the money, just simply sign up for the newsletter. The editor gives you a free week on the website. So go try that out, all right? If you've heard that uh, I'm a guy that gives away a lot of uh, tickets, you're right. You're right. And I've, we've had some really big ones this year with some of the uh, listeners of the show. Uh, I will be giving away some tonight. You want to know how many I'm going to give away? Here's the deal. For every 100 likes I get over there, I'm going to give away another ticket. All right? Another, an extra ticket. So get, fucking smash the like button, you mother fathers. Uh, by the way, LSU Nick is sponsoring these. He probably didn't even know that he is uh, uh, sponsoring it, but he basically sponsors them all because he's a very generous man. Uh, for all of you that don't know, I have a problem saying fuck, and you probably want to know that at the end, I will be challenging one of you to a 1v1. If you want to get in these drawings for the fuck counter or for the uh, 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 drawing to play lineups with me, simply just ask a question over here in the chat. You'll be in it, right? Here is last week's uh, uh, person who won, Opossum Holler. Pay that man his money. I don't think so, Teddy, because for the fifth week in a row, I whooped that ass. All right? I will never lose, and I will never stop saying fuck, all right? Because you guys are giving me no challenges here. As you can see... A uh, possum holler. He might have tried to play dead, but he would, didn't need to play dead. He was actually dead. Another easy win for the legend that is me. I only bring out my best lineups when it comes to saying the word fuck. Uh, I will be doing another drawing at the end. So let's start tonight with a little bit, of, a little sip of the ranch water. Mm-mm-mm. And it's a very simple question for my new guys. And yes, I know you're a new guy. MLB's on break tonight. You're like, what the hell do I do this week? You're going to come try out golf. Well, here you go, new guy. A simple question to wet your beak. Have you made your lineups yet? You have. I know you have. Every new guy this year has. You don't make your lineups until you watch this stream on Wednesday night because you haven't even heard all the shit we're going to talk about. And you probably said, no, I watched this one show and him talked about some stuff. Well, hims didn't talk about shit like I'm going to talk about it because I'm the sweatiest tryhard you'll ever meet, all right? Let's start with contest selection. And first of all, 
DraftKings, I got hey, hey, I told you I got to quit shitting on DraftKings so much, but let's face it. They they don't get it. They don't get it. We are uh what? A good still 6 hours prior to lock. And every major contest is full. It will be full by the end of this, right? They're all filling. Uh let's get over here to the Scottish. What's left? Uh, nothing. That's what's left. The, uh, the, the sand trap, the big 25 will be full in no time. They already have a secondary up, which is already over halfway full. The signature hole, the five, 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 which only a select amount of people can play. And that'll be full in the next 30 minutes. The big $5 drive the green already full. And the secondary is already full. What are you doing? DraftKings? Golly. So bad. Uh, I just, you know, like they don't understand that like people love PGA DFS and they made the contest too small. Now, I will say in DraftKings defense, they are getting a lot better in making the main contest a more respectable payout structure, right? The big uh, uh, million dollar sand trap this week, only 20% to first. That's really good for a lottery. Second place, half of first. That's good for a lottery. 10th place, 133rd of first. That's good for a lottery, right? So like at least their big, the, the drive the green was even better. The big $5 drive the green was even better. Uh, they're getting better at making payout structures that are more sustainable and more appetizing to players that actually know what the fuck they're doing, okay? So kudos there. But you got to understand that I know it's not the Open Championship, but, man, it's the Scottish Open. People want to play this. Great field. People love to play lineups in the middle of the night. I know DraftKings was wienered out because they were afraid that lineups were going to lock in the middle of the night. Here would be my advice to you, and please hear me on this because this is going to be very relevant next week. Reserve your shit on Tuesdays because I promise you, I've already talked. The, the, the main guy at uh, DraftKings who's on the top of DFS has already told me that the the price pools next week are going to be a little bit smaller than normal because it's the first time in many years that the uh, Open Championship has not correlated with the MLB. So because of that, you better reserve your shit because if you don't, then like you're going to get left with all the leftover slapdick contests and you don't want that, right? But I will tell you one contest that is still open. My baby, the Showdown Hoedown Listener League. Go get in there. It looks like we still have 129 spots left to fill. Make sure to get that filled. That is a $5 3 max, a reduced rake, a great flat payout structure, as you can see, uh, all the way down. And if you uh, place, you get double your money. That is going to be even bigger next week for the Open Championship. And, yes, I have a round four contest. So make sure to be looking out for that because we'll be playing it. That is it for contest selection. Let's get to the next very important question, new guy. First of all, let me drink some ranch water, new guy. Mm -mm -mm. Mm -mm -mm. It's what keeps me saucy. What's the first thing we always check at PGA DFS? All right, all right, that's not it. You said no, no, no. Guy in the back, shut your fucking mouth. He said Windfinder. Windfinder is what the slapdicks use, okay? We use windy.com because we're not a poor and we can afford the $18 a year. I'm not here to brag, but I can't afford $1.50 a month, okay? Life is good for the big guy. And uh, Wendy, well, if you don't, okay, you need to know they're over in Scotland, okay? Which I know a lot of you are ignorant Americans, and Scotland could fucking be Germany to you, and you would know no difference, okay? It's just Europe, right? I hope you even know that it's Europe, okay? But it's actually, Scotland is like what you would know as England, right? It's over here on the big eye. I'm not going to zoom out. Fucking read a book, okay? So... Uh, getting over to the course, it is in Scotland. That's why it's the Scottish Open. And it is a Lynx-style course right there on the coast, which are very common for Lynx-style courses, right? And because of that, I don't have my normal tower that I go to, right? I always trust H for my 24 hours, and I trust Nam because, you know, my daddy fought Nam. I trust that for my 24 to 48 but thank God for you, I have, I'm have. i a sweaty tryhard when it comes to weather, and I have even sweatier tryhards in my Discord, which guided me to the right ones. And they told me the gold standard when it comes to European projections is ECMW, which I'm pretty sure stands for Every Country Makes 
weather forecast. I'm pretty sure that I'm look it up. Look it up. I'm pretty sure it stands for every country makes weather forecast. And with that, we have reliable things. And I'm going to tell you that the projections have not changed hardly at all all week. And as you can see, Thursday is looking spicy, right? From the very morning, it's going to be cool. Mid-50s, which, you know, I hope you're, if you're a European, you're like, what the hell's mid-50s? It's, it's, it's cool, okay? That's what it is. It's going to be very cool tomorrow morning. And you're seeing 15 to 16 mile an hour winds with 23 mile an hour gusts. That ain't going to be easy, Bob. And then in the afternoon, it doesn't get much better. It's going to stay around that 10 to 14 range with 20-mile-an-hour gust. If I had to guess, tomorrow's probably going to be a wash, right? We always know that the courses play a little bit easier in the morning, but on a link-style course, maybe with a colder, uh, higher gust, it will be play, It will, might even play a little easier in the afternoon tomorrow. We'll have to see. We're all just projecting and guessing. We don't know at this point. But here's what we do know. Friday, and this has been consistent all week. It seems as though Friday morning is going to be the one big reprieve that these players are going to have from the wind. Okay, As you can see, Friday morning, it is next to dick out there. Really, it's not until noon you see any real winds pick up to over 10 miles an hour with any gust of any real significance, right? So it doesn't take a rocket scientist to say, hey, I want my guys out there when the wind's not blowing. Very good. I'm glad that you get that, right? And then literally right at noon, right when the afternoon guys will be hitting the course Friday afternoon, you can just straight see it. It just picks up to 11 to all the way up to 18 miles an hour, and some storms seem to be rolling in. But these aren't thunderstorms, right? These are like coastal Scottish storms where it's just a bunch of side rain that stings your eyes. Not the kind of shit that's going to be like causing delays, okay? So just looking at this, it would appear on the surface, and the narrative is already out there that there is going to likely be a p.m. Uh, a.m. wave stack. And European golf, much more than American golf, you see wave edges much more because the wind and the, uh, the elements just tend to be more dramatic over there than they are here, okay? So to completely ignore that, you're a donkey dick, okay? You need to know that. Now, the question is, how much do you go in on this? Well, we'll talk about the wave edge in just a minute. But I do think that you are probably going to see, if I had to guess, and these projections hold, which they are weather projections, but they have remained constant, I would guess you're going to see something around a full stroke advantage for the PM AM guys over the AM PM guys, okay? And that ain't nothing, Bob. That ain't nothing. Now, once again, I am very aware that guys like Matthew Fitzpatrick at the U.S. Open have come from the bad wave and, and won. Uh, Patrick Cantley was in the bad wave last year, rallied to get, like, second place. These guys can come from the bad wave and still do well, but they really have to have their A-plus game, right? Whereas a guy could just have his B-minus game from the better wave and still probably produce the same results if they're the same caliber of player, right? So... Here's what I will tell you, and this is what I tell everybody on this show. The biggest thing you should do when considering a wave edge is when it comes to your scrubs, because this is the dirtiest little secret that nobody, I mean nobody talks about in PGA DFS. After we get done with round two, you have nothing to control. You All your control over your lineup, your picks, your strategy is all gone, and you were left up to the gods. You don't know what the wind's going to do Saturday. You don't know what time your guy's going to be going off Saturday. You don't know if he's going to melt down on Sunday. You can't control any of that. The only things you can control is when you're guy is on the course Thursday and Friday and get as many six of sixes through as you can and then after that hope you have a shamrock shoved up your ass like Lucas Glover with a putter and then that is how you give yourself a chance to win at PGA DFS that is all you can do outside of that once you get to round the start of round three all week long is luck anybody that tells you different doesn't fucking know what they're talking about Bob so with that in mind 
I think that you're definitely going to want to lean on PMAM guys when it comes to all those guys $7,500 or lower. Why $7,500? Because those typically tend to be your scrubs, quote unquote scrubs, right? Your more volatile players. And if you can help those more volatile players have a you know, 5, 10, 15% better chance of making it through the cut than their peers who will be playing AMPM, you would be a fool not to play that. Because to win any GPP, which if you're playing GPPs, why are you not trying to win it? You're not trying to min cash, you're trying to win it. And the only way you will ever win a GPP is with a 6 of 6. Okay, don't give me that 5 of 6 nonsense. That happens once every blue moon, okay? You need 6 of 6s and you need guys way up in the top 10 and winning the tournament. And the best chance to do that is to put your guys in the best position on Thursday and Friday. And that is clearly as of right now, appearing to be the PMAM wave. Now, I am fully aware. I hear it all the time. Well, you know, sometimes those weather edges, this is Europe, and they just flip completely, and nobody can get it right. That is bullshit narratives that people who are dumbasses hold on to to justify being bad at DFS, okay? I have been a weather truther for well over two years, playing any little weather edge. If I even sniff one, I will be all in on it, right? Because here's what you'll learn about weather edges. About 50% of the time, it literally nothing happens. It just ends up being a break-even, right? I so th This wave and this wave play the exact same. So like, see, so your edge didn't get there. That's what people will say to you 50% of the time. And what they don't understand is it doesn't matter because my picks, just like your picks and everybody's picks, suck. So once you realize that, it didn't matter if I played the guys from this wave or this wave. What matters is that 49% of the time, my wave ends up doing better. And now all of the guys in my player pool are picking up, you know, one, 1.5, maybe if I'm lucky, two full strokes on the other wave. Now I have a massive advantage 49% of the time I'm making lineups. And then yes, there is that 1% of times where the players in 2022, there's a thunder delay, right? And they, all the players get pulled off the course and when they go back out there, the waves are completely flipped around. That has happened to me twice in two years. And the people that always quote those two instances are the kind of people that want to hold on to their picks because their picks mean so much to them. And they can't understand that DFS, especially PGA DFS, has nothing to do with your picks, and it is simply about playing the game. And those people want to use that bullshit justification of those two red herring examples to justify not playing the weather edge. So if you're one of those people, well, first of all, you should probably click off because this ain't the channel for you, brother. And second of all, that is playing the game. So if you think there's going to be a weather edge, which these projections would seem to include, you would be a fool not to strongly lean into it more than the field is. That's all I got for you, brother. I hope I didn't hurt your feelings. By the way, if you want to know about that wave edge, check it out right here. We've been trekking it, right? When there is a wave edge, those cheap players are getting there 9% more frequently across the cut line. That is a huge number. But here's what really blows my mind. When there's a wave edge, look at this. The guys 9K and above, what I would quote unquote call the studs, right? The studs get there 60 to 40. Holy shit. So that whole narrative that I've always spewed about if I'm going to play a P if I'm going to play a wave edge, I think there's going to be a wave edge. I really focus on the low end guys. Maybe the data doesn't support that. Maybe it is that the real advantage comes with playing the top end guys because the better players in better conditions smoke it. And you can see over the uh, 13 tournaments we've tracked where there was a wave edge, it is a 60-40 split between the studs. That is crazy. That is crazy. Game. If you want to know what it looks like with no wave edge, you can see right here when there's no wave edge, the PMAM guys still make it across the cut 2% more frequently than the other guys, and the studs still make it across a clear 6.66, oh, the devil uh, repeating more than the studs. So PMAM, for, all, for whatever reason, I, all I can think of is strokes gain psychology, there seems to be an edge, okay? 
There it is. We're tracking it. We're going to continue to track it. These numbers are only going to get more reliable and tell a more clear story, okay? That is weather. New guy, if I just knocked your socks off with weather and you didn't know that you need to consider weather that much, well, it's going to be a lot more. Don't you worry. Hey, new guy, do me a favor. Go drop a like and a subscribe because if you don't know, me and the editor run this little itty bitty channel going up against all the big boys out there, and we only do it on the backs of people like you. Dropping a like, dropping, dropping a subscribe, turning on your notifications, and telling a friend because you know YouTube ain't going to share our shit. So if you would do that, we'd really appreciate it. And, oh, look, we're already up to 200 likes over here. Clearly going to be giving away a lot of tickets tonight, all right? Appreciate you, new guy. Do it. Tell a friend. You know, you got that one slapdick friend that kind of does PGADFS. Tell him. He might like the channel. Okay? Maybe we'll turn him unslapdicky. Uh, all right. Let's get over to the pivot tracker, which I'm on the wrong tab because I've been drinking and I'm not focused. Here we go. Scrolling down. Oh, this is going to be a long scroll. I'm going to get a drink while I scroll down. So, so often in PGA DFS, we hear uh, you know, the word pivot. Everybody says pivot, but what the hell is a pivot? A pivot is when you play a guy who is lower owned next to guys who are clearly higher owned right next to him. And we are tracking this here at DGen75.com to see if there is actual merit to playing the chalk or pivoting off of them. And so we track this every week. Last week was Russell Henley, Steven Yeager, and Slapdick Crooked Hat. Uh, watch out for his wife, Lucas Glover, okay? And of those three, I played two of them because I do play chalk. For anybody that never plays chalk, you don't get it, Bob. The one I didn't play, of course, was Lucas Glover, and he was the one that definitely did the best, showing that God is real and can make miracles happen to make that Slapdick get there. Lucas Glover did very well, outperformed both of his uh, peers by a mile, but when you go look at Russell Henley and Steven Yeager, the pivots highly outproduced them, right? For Russell Henley, we had uh, Cam Young, who was uh, noticeably lower, and Ludwig Aberg, way lower in ownership, who just smoked him in points. And then for Steven Yeager, who was very popular, coming in at 23%, you could have played 10% on Sepp Straka, 5%. By the way, we picked these beforehand. We're not picking these afterwards and cherry-picking the good pivots, right? These were the obvious pivots in that range. Our primary pivots, we try to get at half the ownership as the donkey chalk. And our secondary pivots, we try to get at like one-third or less the ownership, right? So overall, how is, how is chalk doing so far this year? Once again, it is still almost exactly at a 50-50 split. So here's what's going to happen. You're going to go play a guy this week who's 22% owned, and there's going to be a guy right next to him at 11%. And you're going to say, but I like the 22% owned guy more. But what you don't understand is literally they're 50-50 to get there. They're both 50-50, and you could have one guy at twice the leverage that you're going to play the 22% owned guy. Once you understand that, you'll get so much better at DFS because constantly eating all the chalk is the greatest recipe you could ever have to losing very, very quickly at PGA DFS, all right? There you go. I'm tracking it. It's, it's math. You can't argue with math, all right? Uh, moving on. We are going to our top 10 highest owned guys this week. And they are, uh, I gotta, I'm going to just preface all of this, right? A lot of people live for when I have the donkey chalk, right? Donkey chalk is chalk that is like, if you play it, you're a donkey dick. You're eating some really bad chalk. There's ad chalk, which is like, I don't love it, but like, if you need to play it, I get it. And then there's just okay chalk, which means like, I don't really count that as chalk, but if you want to count it as chalk, then it's okay chalk, all right? And uh, it's undeniable that for the past several uh, weeks going into months now, people are getting a lot better at avoiding donkey chalk, okay? We're just not seeing it. A donkey chalk is when they're way higher than all their peers, uh, way out justifying their likeliness to outperform their peers based on their ownership. And it is becoming out of control uh, there for a while, but now people seem to be getting smart to this. And because of that, you're seeing a lot more people start to disperse that ownership, and you're not seeing near as much donkey chalk, which sucks for this segment, but it does show that people are getting a little sharper in this industry, okay? 
First up, Scotty Scheffner. I am pretty sure old Scotty Scheffner is going to be the highest owned guy this week. I got him in coming in at 22.5. If he shows up at 25 tomorrow, you won't see a shock face from me, okay? Scotty Scheffner is 22.5%, the highest owned guy. You were probably thinking, oh, so he Donkey Chuck. No, Bob. No, he's not, okay? Because Scotty Scheffner you only look at chalk compared to their peers. Part of the ownership he is getting simply is because he is the highest price guy, okay? And people always follow rule number 4,080, always be spending all your salary, okay? And so, because of that, Scotty Scheffner is not completely out of control compared to his peers. So, because I'm in a good mood and likely because I want to play him, I think I'm going to give all Scotty Scheffner. Eh. I don't love it, chalk, but like, you know, it's right there on, you know, it's getting a little high. Now, if he, you know, people all buy into this wave edge and start playing Scheffner because he is the only stud that comes from the PMAM, that's why I'm telling you, would not surprise me if we see him at 26, 27% tomorrow. I almost put him on my uh, 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 Steam Wednesday night Steam guys, but I decided not to in the hope that maybe all donkeys wouldn't play. All right, Arrow Hatton. I've got him coming in at a smooth 20.8%, nearly 21%. I think that he is going to be very popular. People love a hunchback. People love guys that are trending in the right direction. And honestly, honestly, I should give him donkey chalk. If I'm being honest, I should give him donkey chalk because I think he's going to be like 23 24% when all is said and done. He just strikes me as one of those drift guys tonight. But because he is surrounded by three guys who are also very highly owned, by definition, I don't love it, but by definition, the man's yeah. agile. He's agile. I don't love it. I don't love it. It's a little high. But if you want to play Arrow Hatton, I don't think you get off him for 20.8%. Rory McIlroy coming in at 20%. Yes, Xander is right below him and is noticeably lower owned. But you also have Scheffler right above him who's higher owned. So I think uh, Rory – oh, and the, what's the other thing? Um, uh, what is it? Guy in the back, what is it? That's Yeah, he's a fucking loser. There's that part too. And so because of that, Rory, I think we're just going to call him eh. – See what I mean here? Like where's all my donkey chuck? I live for the sound, right? All right, moving on to Richard Flower, a guy you know that I love, a, a poke just like me, and uh, he's coming in at 17.8, but once again, he's right there with Hovland, he's right there with Fleetwood, he's right there with Hatton, and all these guys kind of uh, are, are basically just soaking up that ownership from the people that want to skip the 10K. So because of that, sticking with the continuity, I hate to say it, I hate to say it, eh. the man's a chalk, right? Matter of fact, let's just save some time here, and let's just go ahead and call Hovland, Cantlay, and Fleetwood all, let's just call it what they are. All of them are a little high. They're all a little on the high end, but none of them independently of each other are too out of line. So they're just all, eh, eh chalk, right? They're, eh, little high, but none of them are out of line. This is the theme now, right? Donkey chalk has got talked down in this industry, and so you don't see people making as many dumb plays. Oh, but don't you worry, my friend. We gonna get there. So... Uh, now we're uh, brought to Adrian Moronk. I would call him, uh, uh, I, mean, I mean, he's a tall drink of water. That's what I would call him. 7,300 coming in at 16%. Legit three, four times the ownership of everybody else. I get it. I've seen Adrian Moronk play well in very good fields, right? I think it was the PGA Championship and the U.S. Open. The guy's good. He can make birdies. He can bomb it. Everything makes sense. And that's exactly why he doesn't make sense. Adrian Moronk. The man's donkey jock, and we don't play we don't donkey do jock. We don't do it, especially when they're over 6'5". That is too tall to be a golfer, all right? Adrian Moronk, that man is donkey jock. You play him if you want. I know you're sitting there patting yourself on the back because you got there with Lukey gloves last week. Well, let's see if you get there two weeks in a row. Uh, this next one, I am going to say Adam Scott coming in at 16% strikes me as a, a, a steam guy that I think is going to get to 18% because... 
I am an inconsistent fuck and it's my show and I'll do whatever I want. I'm going to tell you right now that I'm going to change what I called Adam Scott earlier on my Discord and I'm going to tell you that he is coming in at about 20 to 30% higher owned than some guys right around him, but also two to three times higher owned than guys just above him. So because of that, because I'm feeling like a dickhead uh, and uh, because, you know, he's just too handsome, I think we got to say, Adam Scott? The man is Donkey Chalk, and we don't play Donkey Chalk. We don't Chalk. do it. The man is Donkey Chalk. I'm still going to play him. <laughs> I don't give a shit, but he is Donkey Chalk. I, let's just say it. The man is Donkey Chalk, all right? Uh, all right, moving on. Old Wyndham Clark, all right? Another cowboy. Big day for the cowboys. Wyndham Clark coming in at a smooth 9,000. Uh, you know, at, at 15%, he's a little bit higher than the people around him. Honestly, I should just give him okay chalk, but, you know, I'll be fair. I'll give him eh chalk, eh, eh chalk, right? All right, let's get to old Ryan Fox, the Oompa Loompa, all right? Watch him walk, and you tell me he doesn't remind you of an Oompa Loompa from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. You tell me that, Bob. You can't do it. He is coming in at 12.6%, which is uh, two to three times higher than every other person around him. He is an Oompa Loompa, and people are uh, mistaking him for a good golfer. So I think this one is ra uh, rather obvious. Ryan Fox, that man... The man's donkey chalk, and we don't play donkey Especially chalk. Especially when they're Oompa Loompas, all right? I don't like the sound of it. All right? I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it, Bob. All right, from there, uh, Jordan L. Smith, which, by the way, I realized today when researching Jordan L. Smith, he has the head of a 280-pound guy and the body of a 150-pound man. It's a, it's quite the combination. Quite the combination. So Jordan L. Smith coming in at 8.5%, which seems rather low, but you also got to look at the people around him, right? And if he were 10%, I would probably call him Donkey Chalk. But right now, he's just kind of like making me vomit in my mouth a little bit. And that's just eh. Eh, Chalk, right? So the point being about Chalk is this. First of all, Donkey Chalk is way less than it used to be. But the other thing I really want you to remember about Chalk is that you don't fade all the Chalk. If you don't play any guy on that screen right there, let me just go ahead and tell you what Sunday night's going to look like for you. You're going to lose, all right? And the key is not fading all those guys. It's determining which guys are worth justifying the chalk and which guys aren't. That is the real question. That is what you have to determine, and that is how you're going to have to uh, uh, determine uh, if you're going to be a successful DFS player is how to handle chalk. That's what you're going to have to do. If that's too much to handle, well, maybe this ain't the game for you, brother. All right, that is ownership. Uh, let's go talk about a little steam. This is the Wednesday Night Drift. As I've noticed, when I put ownership out there, other people put out ownership, people start to pivot, right? And if people are going to pivot, that is going to inflate some people's ownership. It's also going to reduce other people's ownership. So we have a thing called Wednesday Night Drift. People are going to see this, and they're going to say, well, hell, I ain't playing him if he don't choke. Okay, so that is going to impact ownership for tomorrow. So who are some guys that I think are going to get steamed up tomorrow, right? Who are some guys that I think we are going to to see higher owned uh, tomorrow that I currently have them projected. And the first one, I think, is uh, Patrick Cantley, right? Why? Why Patrick Cantley? Well, A, people love a neckbeard, both figuratively and literally, and Patrick Cantley is the most neckbeard guy on the tour, all right? Patrick Cantley is a guy that people are going to realize, oh, shit, he's playing well. Oh, shit, I get a huge discount off of him from Rory and Scheffler. And, uh, oh, shit, he's uh, due, due for a win. That'll be the narrative out there. And I'm not going to be surprised when I see a lot of people begin their lineups of Patrick Cantley tomorrow and you see him coming uh, more like 20% tomorrow. That is my projection on uh, the top, top end guy I think is going to steam. 
The next guy I think that is going to get steamed up is going to be Justin Rose. Justin Rose is just too good of a player. And I will tell you, people in this community are Justin Rose sluts. He is always higher projected owned than I think he's going to be. And so because of that, Justin Rose coming in at a meager 12% that I currently have him at, there ain't no way in hell. Justin Rose will get steamed up tonight. He will come in higher than the 12% I currently have him projected with. Editor, remind me, we need a little steam sound to go right here, all right? From there, I think the other one is Sahith Tagala. Look, Sahith Tagala, I'm a slut for Sahith Tagala. And what do I have in common with this community? They're also sluts for Sahith Tagala. There ain't no chance he's coming in at 7% tomorrow. People are going to realize, wait, I'm playing Lucas Herbert with his Dumbo ears over Sahith Tagala? What am I doing with my life? And that's a very legitimate question that you should be asking yourself. I just cannot see any way Sahith Tagala is going to be a steal at 7 or 8% despite whatever wave he's on. But if there's people if there's people steaming up, there's got to be people moonwalking. Who are those? some of those guys, I think, that are going to come in a little lower owned than people are projecting? I think Tommy Fleetwood is fairly priced this week. And if I know anything about people that are fairly priced, people don't want to play him, right? Everybody wants a value. And so because of that, I think you're going to see old Tommy Fleets uh, get, pen get squeezed a little bit by Hatton, get, uh, uh, Fowler, and Hovland all in that range. And so because of that, I think you're going to see him come in probably three or four points lower than we think. I think Tommy Fleetwood ends up being a bit of a value uh, when it comes to ownership. Next is Corey Connors. I currently have him in the 13 to 14% range, and it, it, I just don't think people are going to want to play Corey Connors at a course where bomber narrative has been out there, a course where uh, uh, he has no course history, uh, and I just cannot believe that he is going to be 13%, especially when he's sitting right next to Adam Scott. So because of that, I think Corey Connors is the guy you see moonwalk a little bit in ownership when it comes out tonight at like 1.30 in the a.m. Uh, ooh, I like that. And hee hee sound effect for Moonwalk. That's good, Adam. Good work, brother. And lastly, Alec Bjork. If you don't know about this guy, well, you're a huge uh, dork. And I would tell you that this guy has been playing unbelievably over in Europe. And there was some early steam for him in the week. I was seeing like 15% for this guy. But at the end of the day, 7,300 people are going to be like, wait. Why would I play him? I could just go play all these PGA golfers who are better. I cannot believe Alex Bjork is going to come in at double digits. So because of that, I think he is a guy that we will see do a little bit of moonwalking for tomorrow, right? So there you go. That is my guys that I am projecting. Once again, projecting. I'm still trying to figure it out because this ownership drift on Wednesday night is becoming a real thing. And I am trying to figure out what is causing it and trying to better predict it. And it is a moving target just like ownership is, all right? Hey, you ever wonder uh, 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 what, what, how, how, how I make MIM lineups? Well, I use a little thing called the solver. If you don't know, I've won seven GPPs this year. I have uh, 78 top uh, 10s, and I have uh, 11 second places in GPPs this year, which sounds good. You know what all those have in common? They were all built with the solver. Is that a magical cure-all that's going to give you all the answers to the universe? No. You still have to put in the time. You still have to make a good player pool. But what it does is it makes the best version of your player pool that you would ever have, and then it, you can take those lineups and go put them in the tournament. That is what we do over here. If you've ever wanted to have a great optimizer and honestly have my projections with it, then you've found the answer. It is right here called the solver. All my projections, like you can see my point projections, my ownership projections, everything is loaded in there, right? And not only that, you're thinking to yourself, well, shit, man, that sounds cool, but I can't afford it. I'm just a casual player. 25 bucks a month. All you got to do is make sure you use that little showdown hoedown symbol right there. It will get you access to all of my ownership, all my projections, and the optimizer. They will already be loaded in for you. There's so many cool things like uh, uh, make cut percentages in here. We have everything in here. I'm not going to show you because I already got my player pull up over there. But just trust me, it's cool as balls, all right? Let's get to the model because, like, if you don't know, like, the model's life and it's, like, basically, like, all the important stuff that matters without – if somebody's not good in my model, man, I'm, like, not playing them and stuff, right? 
Dude, first of all, I'm not a big model guy, new guy. That that's all a bit, all right. And furthermore, on a con on a tournament like this where we don't have strokes gain data to determine what makes a good play at this tournament, uh, and we're using you know arbitrary shit to try to find it, I think the model is even less relevant this week than it is on a normal week. But with that in mind, we are still going to look at the model and we're going to talk a little bit about it. The things that I waited the most this week were driving distance. I don't think there's much punishment for bombing it the fuck out there this week, so I would encourage my guys to do it. Recent ball striking over their last 12, approach over their last 12, long term around the green, slow putting surfaces. If you don't, if, if, if you haven't heard, these are fescue surfaces, which we never see here in America, right? Fescue's like that shit we have in the native areas. We don't have our greens made of it. And they tend to roll really slow, probably most comparable to POA if you're a guy that jerks off to grass. Uh, the par 4 from 450 uh, to 500 on average and difficult courses I think is important. The long par 5 scoring on average and difficult courses I think is important. Just difficult scoring. If these wins pick up this course, the winning score is going to be minus 8. Okay, That is my projection. And of course, that mid to long iron distance of 175 to 200 and 200 plus. It's just shocking! It is shocking, Scotty Chef. I made a model and Scotty Scheffler is number one in my model. Give it up to me, everybody. Give it up to me. I know. I know. I appreciate you. How do I do it? I'm in Incredible. So you've got Scotty and Rory uh, uh, and Cantley one, two, three in the model. A true genius, I am. A true. Ge I don't. I, I. I. You know. Some people say it, it can't be done. Every week, I find a way to get the very best players to be number one in the model. A true gift I have. All right. So. What I'm seeing is these top four guys are, I think, definitively a cut above all the other players in the field. But you're also paying a premium for them, right? And then, awkwardly, you have Matthew Fitzpatrick, which got priced way up. I don't think a soul is going to play Matthew Fitzpatrick this week. So if you're living that, that uh, contrarian lifestyle, I think you want to be warm to Matty Fitz, okay? Um, because I, I legit think he'll be single-digit ownership, and we've seen him win at tough conditions like this before, okay? So because he's overpriced is exactly why you should play him, not why you should fade him. Uh, from there, this is the little chalk range right here. I told you about Hovland, Hatton, Fowler, Fleetwood are eating up a lot of ownership in this range. Part of the reason that Fitzpatrick's getting squeezed and also part of the reason you're seeing Spieth and Lowry get squeezed, right? So if you're beginning a lineup with like three of these guys, just know that's going to be a very chalky build. A lot of people are like, I'm going to be really clever and like fade the 10Ks and like just play like three of these guys. No, I don't think of that. Yeah, they will, dipshit. They will definitely think of that. So if you're starting a lineup with three of these four guys, I, I, you're not being clever at all, okay? From there, uh, Wyndham Clark, Minwoo Lee uh, uh, are not are, are, are you know, getting some ownership, but not as bad as I thought. Minwoo Lee, I thought was going to be mega chalk this week, but you know what? He's overpriced. And if we know one rule about uh, PGA DFS, people aren't playing for overpriced guys. And Minwoo Lee is overpriced in this field. I'm sorry, there's ain't there ain't a chance in hell he should be priced above uh, Max Homa, Justin Rose, and Sung Jam. Okay, that's a fact. Deal with it. Uh, from there, I think that you. this is the great – every week we see this, the 8K range just knows notoriously under-owned. And this week, if you want that pivot life, you go check out Sung Jae, Tom Kim, and Sam Burns. Ain't nobody playing these guys, and they all – we know all three of these guys legit have winning upside. They're all elite players who I think you're going to get all of them under 7% ownership. From there, Justin Thomas, uh, he's underpriced, right, based on his long-term talent. But there is the uh, the middle ground of uh, he fucking sucks. There's that, and that's keeping his ownership down. I think people realize he's broke. 
When I saw Ludwig Aberg's price at 8,200, I was for sure he would be 18%, but the steam's just not there. People are going to Scott and Connors over him and Aaron Ride to a lesser degree. When people are taking all those guys, it leaves guys like Smalley, uh, 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 the pimp, Rasmus Hogard, because he's guarding them hoes. We're going to call him the pimp. Tigala, Harmon, Dietrich, all these guys are coming in as tremendous pivots in this range because everybody wants to play Scott, Connors, Rye, uh, uh, Woodland, and the Oompa Loompa Ryan Fox, right? Uh, from there, no one is playing so many of these good PGA players like Seamus Power, Doug Gim, Kurt Kitayama, Eric Cole, Austin Ekro. No one is playing these guys. People would rather go play Bobby Mack. Why? Because he lives over here? Uh, it makes no sense. Nikolai Hoygaard, the other pimp, right? He, he guards them hoes too. Alexander Bjork, we already warned you about him. He will be three times the owner, or at least twice the ownership of a guy like Cam Davis. He will be higher owned than guys like Keith Mitchell, uh, 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 Benny Ann, three times the ownership of Bez. You really think that that guy, is, uh, Alexander Bjork, is three times better than those guys? If you do, you slip into my DMs tonight, let me three to one, any amount of money you want, big guy. Uh, from there, uh, we, we are seeing a couple of the Euro players getting some love. Jordan L. Smith will get a little bit of love. Uh, but really, uh, d there's not as many of these guys getting love that you would think, right? The most owned guy in this range, surprisingly, might be somebody like uh, Patrick Rogers, who I thought I was being sneaky playing that loser piece of shit. But apparently other people have caught, the, uh, 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 caught a whiff of him. Wow, we got 489 people in here. The number one stream four weeks in a row. Let's go. Let's go. Thank you, Mother Fathers, for being here. Can't believe there's that many people watching on a Wednesday night, you freaking sweaty tryhards. Um, all right, from there, uh, let's go. Let's talk a couple sleepers. This Daniel Hillier guy is on an absolute roast right now. I mean, we're talking like top tens every tournament, and no one's going to play him. He will be less than 2% owned. Callum Hill, don't confuse him with Callum Taran, all right? He has been playing some good golf, but more importantly, he has been ball striking. Uh, uh, Matthew uh, Northfence uh, is also uh, been playing very well and has a very solid course history here. But don't just go play all these slapdick euros and think that those are the only pivots. A guy like Luke List is probably objectively a better player than almost every European up to like 7,200. And Luke List is a pretty good fit for this course. So don't forget about uh, good Americans who can also play. And it doesn't even have to do with fucking Americans. It has to do with PGA players. Luke List, Patrick Rogers. Alex Noren, those guys are just probably better players than old Matthew Northfence. Uh, from there, we got uh, Ross Fisher. Ross Fisher, he may have big, goofy ears and uh, putts like he's blind, uh, but you know what? He actually uh, is showing a little bit of life, and we have seen Ross Fisher pop at elite uh, fields. So there you go. That is a breakdown of kind of where you can pivot, kind of where the chalk is. If you want to know the most common build, I think the most common build is probably going to be Scotty, a 9K guy, and then dropping down to the 8 and 7Ks. After that, I think the next most common build is probably going to be three 9K guys. So if you really want to get different, you know, you could, you could probably start with stacking two guys. No one is going to play. Uh, uh, I, I just can't imagine more than 1% of lineups would start Xander Cantley or Rory Cantley, right? People just don't want to start lineups that way. So that right there is a way to already get different off the top, all right? Uh, gave you some pivot ranges. Gave you some chalk guys. Talked a little bit about uh, you, uh, PGA players versus Euro players, which brings me to who is the one guy I am definitely not playing this week? Well, uh, there's a lot of guys I'm definitely not playing this week, but I think the, the one that I find most offensive based on his talent, and he's actually 13th in my model, in my model, because the model is life. 
this guy is, uh, you know, first of all, I'm worried that he is, uh, you know, found a golden ticket. You always got to worry about that. And uh, he's just going to be too chalky versus his upside. I get that he's been playing well. But, I mean, like, just objectively, he's not a better golfer than anybody else around him. He's just been playing well. I'm sorry. I can't eat Ryan Fox chalk. The man is a donkey. I can't play Ryan Fox. I'm sorry. I can't do it. I cannot do it. Which brings me to the more important question. Who is the one guy I'm playing this week? And let me guarantee you, Mother Father, you ain't going to see this one coming. The one guy I'm playing this week is somebody that I didn't want to be super chalk. I don't want to play the chalkiest guy in the field. But I did want to play a guy that has definitely been trending in the right direction. A guy that seems like he is building up all of his energy to get a really, really big win with elite finishes. A guy that unfairly gets attacked for his short game and his lack of creativity, yet he manages to produce at all of these majors. This is a guy that I think is going to blitz the PGA for the next 12 months and it begins this week as he blitzes the PGA and the DP World Tour. So the one guy I'm definitely playing this week is a guy that, well, I need a winner this week because I got to pick a winner. I haven't picked one in like three or four weeks. So that one guy I'm definitely playing this week, well, I'll just tell you this. He went to the best school in the country where we only produce winners, Oklahoma State. Matter of fact, I'm alumni from there too. The one guy we are definitely playing this week. Who is that? I can't, I can't make it out. Who is that? Who is that coming? He's riding bullets firing. Who is that? Oh shit! Oh shit! It's Victor. We're playing Victor. Hovland. We're playing Victor. Victor's gonna win the tournament. Let's go, Big Dick Vic. Let's go. Let's get. You tell me that is not the best meme. If you don't realize how much amazing work the editor does, you go slap yourself in the face. That is incredible. Look at that. That is why you come and that is why you stay. You're welcome to 500 of you watching this, you mother fathers. Hey, you ready for some drawings? I see close enough to 300 likes. I see 500 viewers. We're doing four giveaways because the crowd tonight is unbelievable. I appreciate every single one of you being here. Let's get to the drawing. But first, come check out my site, dgen75.com. I can assure you it is the fastest growing community in all of PGA DFS because I do it different. We care about all of our people. We build a community. It is not about me. It is not about the editor. It is about the community we have built and celebrating others. Look at this unbelievable collage. This is just from last week. We had so many first place winners. We had to spread it over two different columns. Oh, yeah. And my dude, Jay Bannock, managed to make the live final for the Fantasy Golf World Championship. Don't let all these other amazing hits get lost in there. Just a truly incredible week. It seems like this is every week we do this. But you know what? It's happening every week, you mother father. So, oh. And I have the best tool of all PGA DFS called the Rosetta Stone, which if you don't know, I don't give picks on my site because that's what morons need. And morons aren't welcome at my site. If you ever want to learn your own process, get better at make your own decisions and have your own process, the Rosetta Stone gives you everything I look at to help you make your own decisions and you're going to make your own opinion. Here's the Rosetta Stone from last week. Yeah, I know it's pretty. Yeah, I know it's cool. I put a lot of time into it. All right, let's get to those drawings. Editor, for me right now, let's do three big picks right now. Uh, uh, let's do three. We'll save one for a little bit, okay? Uh, uh, we're going to do three, and then we're going to do an F counter, right? So four total names, editor. Draw them for me. Uh, once again, Nick, thank you for sponsoring this giveaway. Kelly Berglund, there's one. Reach out to me. Hey, we can do a showdown, or we can do week-long, whatever you guys want to do. I would say that we should probably save it for showdown. Steven Tucker, you're in. Steven, there's two. Uh, and uh, just reach out to me on Twitter, or if you're on the Discord, reach out to me over there. We'll build a lineup tonight, or we can save it for Showdown. Matter of fact, we can save it for the Open next week if you want to play the Millionaire Maker. Rasmus! Oh, wait! Is he a, is he a pimp, too? Is he a Hogard? All right, Ra Ramesses. 
All right, all three of you, you won. And now for the F counter, who's going to play me for how much money's in here? 20 bucks? Let's get a couple fucks in there. Uh, and to play me for the F counter is. I'm going to. Well, he. Oh, Slovakia. Oh, shit. Uh, watch out for those Slovakians. Mm -mm -mm. All right. We will do another one, editor, at exactly 7.56. 7.56. I want another drawing, editor. All right. Let's get to some questions. Uh, by the way, I can't believe only 80% of people said, yes, they enjoy uh, middle-of-the-night golf. What the hell is your problem, Bob? By the way, once again, thank all of you guys for being here. Cannot believe we're the number one stream in PGA DFS. Insane. Just a couple slap dicks putting a show together with some sound effects. Let's get to the questions. Did you hit the like button? Oh, they definitely did. 302 likes is crazy. Thank all of you for hitting that. And Jordan, thank you for putting it out there, big guy. Is there a weather edge? You know there is. I already went over it. Uh, Ron Burgundy, uh, should you switch to scotch, sir? I mean, honestly, that would make sense. That would be more on brand if I were doing scotch. I agree with you there. Uh, ben Mayhook says, is balance build with four or so guys in the eight? Yeah, no one is going to build like that, Ben. If you want to get really different this week, legit start your lineup with, with uh, Max Homa. I mean, Max Oma, Justin Rose, Sung JM, Tom Kim, or Burns or something like that, you could easily get all four of those lineups in. And let me tell you a little secret. Ain't a soul going to have a build like that, okay? Not a soul. Uh, better not make him tell 10. That's right, brother. A man that gets it. Uh, what is the name of the week tournament, the Scottish Open or the Scotty Open? Ooh, I like that. The Scotty Open. I get behind that. How many 6K guys in your pool this week? I have a pool of 20 guys. Only three of them are six K are in the 6Ks, right? A couple 7K guys, but only three 6K guys. Just not a lot of guys I feel like punting with down there. I think I think uh, I, I, as I started making my player pool, I realized that I was getting a little too cute with some of these euros. I do think finding a good euro or two is good, but to have a pool full of six or seven euros, I think is I think it's fucking misguided, Bob. That's what I think. Daniel Hilliard going to top twenty this week. I mean, based off his current performance, it kind of feels like that. Uh, uh, and the fact that nobody wants to play him kind of makes me like him. If Shane Lowry is in my lineups, would you be offended if Romain Caesar uh, is in there as well? I mean, no, you you know uh, Shane Lowry's a little overweight. I think he could use a Caesar salad. Uh, let's see. Old Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. Are you considering any FedEx Cup standing narratives for guys that are no? I won't consider that probably until what the 3M, right, Jeff? Uh, I love this content. You do. Uh, moving on. Jerry says, how many players above 8K do you think will be in the optimal lineup this week? Three. That would be my guess. Three. I think there's a lot of great 7K plays that are going to smash this week. Mid-7Ks, to be specific. Uh, any hot pick'em stuff you like for strokes? I will tell you, uh, we were, uh, me and my guy, we're, we're working on getting a pick'em team together over at my site, and we saw Scotty Scheffler's uh, uh, score at 66.5 this morning. Smash the shit out of that over. Sadly, by the time we tried to get it out to everybody, it had already jumped to 69. Picked up like two and a half, three strokes of value there. Uh, I would I would be taking the over on a lot of bogeys and strokes tomorrow unless they've adjusted the pool too much. Any cheesesteak hoagie this week? Man, he just seems uh, broke, Bosh. He really does. Is 32 too big of a player pool for 400 lineups? Billy, don't ask silly questions. You just want people to know you're building 400 lineups. Uh, can we do a TOC with you for an F-counter guy that have beaten you for a joint ticket? Uh, wait, you beat me? Will you beat me? I don't know. I feel like we already did it. But, yeah, if you beat me, that's fine. But I'm pretty sure I already paid. Do you think there's any validity to fading golfers who make the cut at Detroit in a short week, minimal time to get acclimated? I think there's something to that. I think there is. I I, I kind of like the guys who missed the cut at, uh, last week coming over. I, think, I, I don't hate that narrative. Just like I won't hate it uh, after the Open when they're going back for the 3M. I don't like to play those guys. Especially uh, American guys who don't make that trip frequently. Fish and chips or shepherd pie? Anybody that would choose shepherd pie over fish and chips needs to go smash their face into a wall. 
A new gold VIP here looking into the Rosetta Stone and wondering exactly uh, the optimal leverage. Optimal leverage is optimal rate is how often they show up in the optimals, like in the optimal lineup. Uh, and then optimal leverage is simply that number minus their ownership. That's all it is, brother. Uh, all right. Uh, could you start with uh, Scotty and Rory and some low-priced Euros? Man, I don't I don't like that build, Cody. I just what are the chances you're going to get all four Euros correct? I think I think that that is a very poor build. I'm actually the one hit 50 sand trap. I'm in a glass case of emotion. I like it, Rom. Uh, thoughts on Hogard uh, brothers this week? I'm I'm actually kind of warm to both of them. They both kind of have some game. Rasmus, uh, uh, the, the the older pimp, is coming off of the win, and Nikolai, the younger pimp, is uh, uh, actually played pretty well this year. Sheldon, any great putting stats buried by average low driving distance at this course? I I look. I look, really looked at slow putters. If you want to know some really good slow putters. Uh, that, that might surprise you. Uh, who's a good? Uh, Brandon Wu. There you go. Good slow putter. Wouldn't have thought that. Uh, Yannick Paul. Good slow putter. Some things to consider there, right? Uh, moving on. Uh, Rory's course history matter in your decision making. I didn't really consider course history because the course has changed. And then there was the weird COVID year. You know, I looked. I didn't hate it, especially for my punts. You know, I never mind strokes. Uh, strokes game feel good, but I definitely didn't overvalue that. Uh, what strokes gain data would you like the most? Uh, strokes gain approach or around the green? Definitely approach. I'm always an approach guy because if you have a guy who's killing it around the green, that usually means he's scrambling his balls off and he sucks and he's just trying to make the cut. Best Scottish guy in the field. Uh, there's Scottish guys in the field? Fat bastard. Fat bastard. Uh, do you think single entry contests are easier? No. I think that they're better EV, Jordan, but I do not think they are easier because it's really hard. By the time you pick your favorite plays, you kind of end up fucking yourself. Let's be honest. Uh, do you play any first-round showdown? I do, uh, Brendan, when I see there's an edge. I don't see any big edge tomorrow. I also play round two showdown, round three showdown. I think those are the biggest edges, and I play some round four showdown. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, who are the top three donkey chalk plays this week? We already went over it. Uh, how large of a gap in skill between the average golfer on the D? I, you know, I would say 25%. I would say if an average player from the PGA is 25% better than an average player from the DP. Prevail, does mid-balance have a build enough equity uh, to compete with scrubs, uh, with stars and scrubs? I think so. I, I really do because, like, I think a lot of the scrubs that people are going to play this week are trap plays. Who's your favorite 7K punt? All right, uh, Brandon Wu. There you go. My dude Ricardo talks me into him. Uh, yo, big guy, uh, is it tune-up for next week? I, I, you know, you always got to worry about that with uh, the higher-end players that they're not going to take this serious and they're basically just warming up for next week to go into major. I've never really known how to quantify that or use it, but it does. I, I do think it's a valid narrative. Now, for scrubs, I don't think that's a thing at all. I think they want to get it where they can. Good evening, brother. Just got off the course. Minwoo uh, win. I, I love. I think Minwoo is a great fit at this course. I really do. Uh, and the fact that he's lower owned than I thought because he's overpriced kind of makes me dig him a little bit. I don't know if I'm going to get there, but I can see it. I think Scotty and a 10K Dolph golfer would be a 1% owned. I agree with that. I do. Scotland on the Isle of Britain in the UK. Well, no shit, Ron. Uh, why is Southgate being talked up? Uh, people love North Fences. Uh, it allows you to get in the neighborhood. Very big, very big edge. Uh, should we consider playing studs uh, based on wave edge? I, honestly, Ryan, you, I hope you saw when you were here when I talked about the uh, wave edge. It seems to impact the studs even more than it seems to impact the scrubs. What do I have to do to get on that will? Well, Kyle, you just simply ask a question. You need to put question marks, and that'll get you on there. Why am I going to play way too much Scotty again this week? Because you love to be hurt. Are you playing Rory at all? No, he's. Uh, I, I wanted to, but I can't remember what. It, oh, fuck. It was something. It was him and Patrick Rogers had something in common, and Justin Thomas. They're fucking losers. That's what it is. I remembered. 
All right, uh, Scotty did not make the cut last year. Yeah, I I, I don't read too much in that. If Scotty, if it's good, Scotty, he's gonna boat race everybody. Let's be honest. How many euros uh, is too many euros in your player pool? I have uh, twenty players in my player pool. I think four or five are euros. I mean, like true euros, right? I'm not counting Norin and Hovland and guys like that as euros. How much steam is Mim Wula going to get? He's overpriced, Julian, and overpriced players tend to not get steam. So I would guess very little would be my guess. Uh, let's see. D75 course date tonight. Yeah, I got a date with a Tony's Pizza I'm pretty excited about. Uh, if I've entered a two max contest that are the same value, would you make two player pools, 12 and 14? Yeah, I like that. I like making the two player pools. I think that's a good idea. Do you buy any of the big guns holding back next week? Uh, I don't know if they're going to be holding back. They might not take it as serious, right? I don't think that you're going to get, uh, you know, if Rory is in T47 heading into round four, I don't think he's going to grind his balls off for you. I think he's going to go out there and just go through the motions. Who are AM, PM studs you're willing to play? Uh, Fitzpatrick. I don't ever care about Fitzpatrick on the wrong side of a wave. Ricky, Vic, uh, Alex Norm for all of the Oklahoma State core. I don't mind that at all. Matter of fact, I think all three of those guys are in my player pool. Uh, what am I supposed to do at work since I can't watch golf? Uh, why can't you watch golf, bro? Get with it. You get an iPad. Sneak it around. Put it on your phone. Uh, what do we got? Looking for questions. Uh, UM, uh, new guy, no longer a new guy. Am I dumb or thinking JT actually plays well this week? JT sucks. <laughs> I just want to tell you. I, maybe I'm just salty because he killed my fantasy golf world championships, but you know what? Fuck that guy. Coming in late, new guy. Nice to have the most uh, recent weather stream. Uh, yeah, there's a weather edge. Already talked about it. Uh, looking for questions. Thoughts on Therbeard? You talking about Therbeard? I, I, I'm not in. I, my girlfriend heard your voice and said, is that Donkey Chalk? That's right, Rosé. You tell her the Donkey Chalk guy is here. Most common build this week? I think the most common build is probably going to be Scotty Scheffler, Arrowhatton, uh, Adam Scott, and then three uh, 6K guys, maybe one 6K guy. If, if you, I, I haven't checked the math to see if that works, but that would be my guess. What is the Scottish equivalent to ranch water? Uh, I don't, you know, that's a great question. I don't know. You, sir, are a true teacher. I mean, I, I did. I taught a year or two. I taught a year or two. Uh, let's see. Have you ever considered apex height when narrowing down your player pool? I haven't, but honestly, on, on a week like this where it's going to blow, I saw – you must have saw that same Golf Digest video I saw today about uh, how some, the good players can use wind to their advantage. I haven't, but that it, it could be a thing. I remember back in the day I've played Joaquin Neiman because of his lower ball flight before. Uh, should I consider an outright bet more based on weather edge? Absolutely. I think I think that the weather edge makes a huge difference in betting outrights. I would not bet anybody from AMPM, but that's me. I also can't bet, so it's easy for me to say that. Uh, since DP golfers aren't familiar with most of their ownership be affected, yeah, it'll be lower than than they probably should be. Okay, people just don't know them. What is ranch water? Read a fucking book. It is. I mean, it's oh Chuck. shit! Look at that. We don't I play Donkey it. I fat fingered it. It happens. Who is the Luke? Uh, who is the 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 Lukey gloves this week? Uh, well, it's gonna be uh, Ryan Fox because I told him to fuck off, so he'll have the round of his life. Uh, single entry stars and scrub Lowry. I mean Lowry uh, is a great fit because he's gonna be half the ownership of Fleetwood. Uh, let's see how we like in Tigala this week. I always like Tigala. I'm a Tigala uh, slut, and if this is a creative course, I think this is a course that would reward his game because he has a very creative game. Am I right? Uh, do you like Kevin Yu, mother father? You know, I'm a big Kevin Yu guy. He did me very well last week, but I, you know, I just don't know enough about his game to know if this game translate, uh, if this course translate to his game. So probably off of him this week, but you know, I, at the end of the day, a lot of times just play the golfers who are playing well and it doesn't matter what the course is. If I send you a tier uh, list template for golfer profiles, would you fill it out? Not a chance. Uh, let's see. I'm too busy, man. I don't know what the hell y'all think I do with my days. Xander right above Rory. Uh, uh, what? Right above Rory and what? 
uh, slapdickedness. Uh, Hatton Atchock, LOL, free podcast at Hatton this week. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's a good play. He is a good play. He's just going to be high owned. How's Bjork not highly owned in the 20% range? Uh, because, like, he's a European player. People are like, what the hell's a Bjork? Uh, let's see. Ba, ba, ba. Yeah, I got Bjork at about 10 or 11%, guys. Uh, people are just, I just don't think they're going to be on him. Uh, Akasol just it's slandering my uh, my Cowboys. Uh, looking for questions. Minwoo, Moonwalker. No, because he's not that high, Kevin, or I would say he's a Moonwalker. Adam, I really love this idea about, like, when whenever I do somebody's Moonwalking, we do the hee-hee. Editor, get on that. Uh, uh, let's see. J- Ronnie says, uh, JT has to play better to get in the FedEx Cup. Can he do it? Uh, I mean, he can. I don't think he will. Who's your pick to win? Big Dig Vic. Uh, why did the solver cost me $30 when I signed up today? Because it's a separate site other than mine. Wait, it should have only been 25 Did they bump their prices up? Did I lie? Yeah, it says right there, 25 a month right there. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck you did. Read a book. Uh, uh read the fine print. Uh, let's see here. Thank you, Mr. Ranchwater. Patty Harrington or not? I can't get on a 5% owned old man. I can't do it. What win percentage rate in DK Classic considered good? What win? Oh, yeah, I think anything 9 to 10% if you're talking win equity is good. I don't know exactly what you mean by that. Uh, where is Colin Montgomery? Uh, probably dead. I don't, I don't know where the hell else he would be. Uh, let's see. Who is this Ron Burgundy guy? This guy, uh, low-key getting on my nerves. Uh, moving on. Uh, 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 looking for questions. Got the 500 people tonight. Insane. What are the thoughts on Woodland, uh, that is getting, what are your thoughts on, I actually like Woodland. I hate him and I never want to play him. And then I started looking at his stats and what I thought I want this week. And I was like, damn it. I'm going to play that loser pizza. Gary Woodland's right there. If, 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 if Rory, Patrick Rogers and Justin Thomas are one, two, three, I, I think if I had to fill out my loser piece of shit, Mount Rushmore, it'd probably be Gary Woodland in the fourth spot. Uh, all right. Let's see. Looking for more questions. You got to put a question marker. I'm not reading it. Do you prefer PGA players under 7K range? Oh, by the way, editor, don't forget it's 756. Do that drawing right now. Uh, do you prefer guys in the European tour? Also, feel bad about beatdown you put on me. I mean, you know what? It had to happen. And yes, I do prefer PGA players, but I also think that you're going to get a bigger discount on the Euro players. All right. All right. We've already caught up to the drawings. Let's go. Big guys moving quick tonight. Uh, let's see. Uh, who's taller? You or the editor? Editor is actually surprisingly tall, but I'm a tall drink of water. I'm like six four, so I'm taller than him. Thoughts on Harrington? Can't play an old guy. Do you like Clark? I do like Wyndham Clark. I think he's had enough time to get away from the excitement of that U.S. Open victory, re- reframe himself, uh, and he makes a lot of sense. I don't know how good he is at link-style courses, but I know this. Go pokes, mother father. Uh, when fading a price range, do you fade not playing anyone or moving the pivots in that range? When, uh, I, I, yeah, I'm not, Travis, I'm never real big on instead of playing this guy, I'll play this guy. I'm much more about playing um, different ranges. What is a slimy Euro? Oh, that's simple. Every uh, player from Euro. That's very, very simple. Uh, all right, we got Zach here. Uh, 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 let's see, editor, got any questions for me? Uh, let's see, other questions. Uh, Zach says, uh, Zach, hey, Zach, dude, that guy's on fire. Another win. Zach, me and you, we'll build a lineup. Maybe we'll save it for round two. I don't know. I'm going on a, I'm going a fucking walk after this. I'm thinking the dog's on a walk, and I'm going to go eat some pizza. Uh, any love for Cole and Echo? Uh, Echo, I really was struggling with, right? Just because he had one bad missed cut, we're now just ready to write him off like he's a loser. I can't do it. Uh, but at the same time, there are other guys. I don't know how good of a link style player he is, Phil, so I just I, I don't know what to do with him. Cole, same thing. I think they're both big young talents, but I don't know enough about them, right? 
Uh, let's see. Thoughts on Max Kiefer. I, I looked at him, Dustin. He didn't do it for me, and I was real big on looking up those Euro guys and giving them a real chance, but uh, uh, Max Maximilian Kiefer, yeah, he didn't do it for me, bro. Can you compare Cole versus Power? I mean, we can look at it real quick. Bruh. Cole, uh, very good in the model. Power, not so good in the model. But here's what I can tell you. Seamus Power, uh, you know, I, I just Eric Cole's been playing better, and Eric Cole's really good on slow putting. God, Eric Cole's good at a lot of stats I'm looking at this week. My model loves Eric Cole, but as I also told you, uh, no one knows about uh, – uh, I don't care about my model this week. Uh, let's see. Any squishies? Let's see. Uh, Nolan for first round. Uh, Norm, first round leader. Uh, yeah, I don't mind that. It, it, although I would make sure it's Norm with an E. Ekrot's name in the dust this way. I think he'll be 3%. If you if you have a hot take on Ekrot, play him. But I thought, uh, random one, but thoughts on Aaron Baddeley? You know, after that round four he had last week, I don't mind it. But, like, I just, I don't know. He's not the kind of style of player I'm looking for, right? This week, anyways. Ownership on Necro to be around 3%. Thanks, Hannah. I appreciate you being here. Is 30% haul too much? Yeah, I think so. I mean, <laughs> that's a lot, bro. You better be committed to the cause, Brosif. Uh, are you playing Showdown Cash uh, with a Weather Edge this week? Well, if I do, it certainly won't be round one because I don't see a clear Weather Edge. If I did, it would probably be round two. Uh, are you playing Showdown Cash uh, Weather Edge this week? Uh, oh, I already answered that. Sorry. Uh, let's see. PMAM guys should have a lineup minimum of four. Yeah, I, I would I would lean PMAM, guys, but also don't get off guys you like. Thoughts on Taron? I liked it until I saw that he's a little higher owned than all the other 6K guys. Thoughts on Hao Tong Lee? I love Hao Tong Lee, but not this week. I need to see it before I go back to him. All PM guys, first round showdown. Um, I, I think that, that would be the sneakier play. Just come over to my website. I do a whole video over it. Do you think Max Homa gets it right this week? Great win player. I'm in on Homa. I think he's a good play. I think no one wants to play him. I think he'll be the highest owned guy from 8,500 up, or the lowest owned guy from 8,500 up. I'm in. Any tips on player pool size for single entry GPPs? I would suggest six. I don't know what you want me to say. You know, like if you're doing a single entry, you can only do six spots. I would encourage six. Lowest price range you're considering playing this week? Uh, I think 6,500 was the cheapest guy in my player pool. Squishy Turtle, I think you skipped my question. Is your DK name Mata75? Yes. I saw you win a showdown GPP, but wasn't sure since you didn't share a screenshot and post about it. If you did, uh, congrats. Well, thank you, sir. I did win the, what, round two showdown last week. I don't really post my screenshots. I'll, like, post some sweats and stuff, but once I actually win them, I don't post them on Twitter. I don't really go around doing them because I don't want to fucking be that guy that's like, come sign up for my website because I win. If you sign up for my website because I win at DFS, you don't understand what my website's about. Okay? You're, like, I'm a, I, 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 I can help you get there, but I can't guarantee you that you'll ever be that. And when you post screenshots, it seems to me like you're trying to tell people, sign up for my website and you'll get these results. So I don't do that shit. I play my own game and help other people get better, which to me is the best example of what you would want from a site. Uh, is 8% enough to get you off Jordan L? Uh, it's right. It's it's, it's pretty freaking close, Bob. Pretty freaking close. Uh, yeah, all the super chats did disappear, Nick. Where did all my super chats go? I, they, I guess they disappear after a while. We're going to have to start timing these up better. I, I got to assume Nick gave me one. Thank you for the super chat, Nick. I got to assume. I think I saw Cody gave me one. I appreciate you. All of you guys that gave me super chats, I'm very thankful. We could not do these giveaways and all this great stuff we do without every single one of you. So for all of you that did, I apologize. I will give you a shout out and uh, a big hug next time I see you. I'm sorry. They did disappear. I guess they have a time limit on it, which is stupid. Uh, editor, maybe we could change that and make it where like they don't run out of time. Forrester Woodland uh, for a pivot. Give me Woodland, uh, although I don't know how much of a pivot he is. 
Uh, wait, privet? A privet? What the hell's a privet? Isn't that something you put under something that's hot? Uh, can I play Patrick Rogers? You can. Uh, Vich German, Yannick or Seaman? Uh, well, first of all, Seam. Sorry, Seaman's on. I don't know why I said Seaman. That's concerning. I would go with Yannick Paul. All right. Do you ever do? Uh, do you ever do a lineup construction? I mean, I don't. I don't know what the fuck that means, but probably. Uh, who is the best player on no putt team? Uh, team no putt. Let's go see who's a really good bad putter in this field. Uh, Luke List. There it is. We're in. All right, guys. I think that's it. Don't forget to come uh, uh, hop in my contest, right? Don't forget to come check out djn75.com. Don't forget to turn on your notifications, like, and subscribe, and be here Friday night. Well, actually, it'll probably be Friday afternoon for Showdown Hoedown, right? So have that ready. Be here. I'll tweet it out. Have your notifications on in case you're not on the Twitters. I appreciate all of you being here. 500 people, 327 likes. Insane. I appreciate every single one of you. It's been a blast. I hope you kick ass this week. But most of all, I hope you enjoy this outro.